today with Joe Nash on Live 95. 800 childcare facilities have closed across the country since 2017, putting incredible pressure on families to secure a place at a creche. Growing concern that more women especially will quit their jobs because of a lack of available spaces and also because of the cost of sending their kids to creche. But why is this crisis really reaching boiling point now, including, unfortunately, pressure here in Limerick? Well, joining me this morning to discuss it is Marion Quinn from the Irish Association of Childcare Professionals, who is based locally, and Dara Whelan from Childhood Services Ireland and you are both very welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, Is there a worry, Dara, that more and more women are sacrificing their place in the workforce because of this pressure? Good morning, Joe. Morning. Yes, there there absolutely is. Um, I think traditionally in Ireland it it generally has been the female counterpart in a relationship that takes that uh, unwholesome decision to remove themselves from the workplace. And this is a cultural element within Ireland, but it's not unique to Ireland. I mean, there are various pressures that make that tough decision to be made. And namely, it's about the family entitlements that we have, the lack of transferability of, of maternity leave from the mother to the father, for example, um, and essentially leave entitlements which, which favour the women, which disproportionately affect them in taking the decisions to leave the workplace. Now, one of those main reasons within childcare is the cost of childcare, of course. Now, currently, the cost of childcare is about 20% of average household income, which is significantly above what, what UNICEF would have recommended. And it's also significantly above what our European counterparts are paying on, on the continent. So the, the key issue here is the level of funding within the sector. Um, there has been a fee freeze in place for, since September 21. So fees haven't gone up technically in over a year, but they were frozen at a fairly high level anyway. If you look at Limerick, the average fees is €175 Euro per week, which is astronomically high. If you multiply that by 52 weeks a year, that's a tasty sum of money that, that you're losing from your household income every year. So that's one of the reasons why my parents will have to take the decision to remove themselves from the workplace. And generally, it is the woman who takes that unfavourable decision. What's this story of a woman just thinking about getting pregnant and contacting creches? Yeah, this is an anecdote I have from a colleague who, operating from North Dublin, received a call from a lady from Denmark who was considering moving to Dublin and was pregnant at the time. And she was three months pregnant and called the provider and said, should I put my my child down on the waiting list? And the the provider said, absolutely, you need to put them down immediately. We won't even guarantee that you would uh, have the childcare place available once you have uh, come to full term. And then the, the lady asked, well, I have a friend who's also moving to Dublin is thinking about getting pregnant. Should she go down on the waiting list? And the answer was, of course, yes, because the waiting list were two years long, sometimes more than two years long which is absolutely preposterous. I mean, there are people who are considering not having families at all or are delaying having families for several years because of that fear they have in securing a place. So on one side, we have the, the price of the childcare, which the fees are already frozen at a high level. Something has to change there. But even if the fees improved and affordability improved for parents, there simply isn't enough places to go. So by improving universal subsidies, now we're, we're only a few weeks away from the budget, And we're certainly hopeful that the government will be improving universal subsidies and targeted subsidies within the childcare subsidy scheme. But if they are to do that, they will make childcare affordable for a much wider cohort of parents, which is only going to serve to make the waiting list 
longer. So there has to be a two-pronged attack here from the government. One, yes, improve the subsidies, yes, improve affordability for parents, but also improve the availability of childcare. Different types of childcare that better suit working parents' needs. Um, improve the price and improve the availability. Get those waiting lists down. It should never be a waiting list of 12 months or two years. It's simply preposterous in a developed nation yeah. where parents are putting off having families. Uh, we're joined Derek Whelan from Childhood Services Ireland and Marion Quinn from the Irish Association of Childcare Professionals. And Marion is based locally. Hi, Marion. Um, and, and I suspect that what we're talking about this morning is just one of the consequences uh, of what's happened in recent years, including the pandemic, where probably people reassessed on lots of fronts, including what their household budget was, and maybe in some instances have decided, you know what, it's not worth going back to work. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the pandemic has, has just caused everybody to, to reevaluate what is going on in their life, um, where their priorities are, where their values are. Um, and for some people, it has been a case of, you know, with, with that amount of money that needs to be spent on, um, you know, on creches, on, uh, um, that, that it's, it's something that they're not prepared to do. Or um, equally, you've got the, the increasing costs of, of rent and, um, and mortgages and people kind of deciding, well, actually, maybe that needs to be our priority, stability there. Um, because you know there is no stability when you're when you're renting, um, and people deciding well maybe that's the place that we need to put our focus, and as a result um, deciding well we're not going to be able to um, afford crash because we're going to put our focus on in terms of being able to secure a home. So there, there has yeah definitely there has been a kind of shift in in, in terms of where, where people um, are prioritising. And have crashes themselves been lost to the pandemic? Are there fewer open now in Limerick and around the country than there were in 2019? Well, th- certainly the numbers um, that, that TUSCA would release, and, and they're incomplete numbers because while, while services are supposed to um, inform TUSCA if they're closing, um, it, it, it doesn't necessarily always happen. So, you know, the, the numbers are, are not quite 100% accurate. I mean, though they, they would be close. And uh, as you said there, the, uh, you know, earlier on, this, um, there are 800 fewer services, you know, um, over, the, over the last couple of years. But I suppose that, that's in terms of, sorry, in terms of closed services closing. Um, but however, there are also services that are opening or services that are increasing capacity. So we don't quite know what the story is. But certainly, I mean, when you, when you break down the services that have closed, typically it's been um, what are known as the you know, ECCE services. So what, was, what parents would identify as the kind of free preschool years, um, those might be the services that are closing. Sometimes because the person is aging out and, um, you know, and they're retiring uh, and maybe the service is attached to their home. So, you know, it has closed that way. For other people, it's because the, um, the, school, the preschool has been in a primary school and primary schools, um, if they need the room, um, because they've increased uh, student populations themselves, then the preschool has to move out and they haven't necessarily been able to find um, alternative accommodation. And certainly you've got people who are making a choice and kind of seeing, well, you know, with the increased cost of living and for preschools, um, their fees have essentially been frozen since 2010 um, because it's it's fully paid um, by the state. Um, and those services kind of seeing increased costs and seeing that the capitation they've been getting from the government hasn't necessarily increased in line with inflation, um, especially with the, right. you know, what's happening this year, and they've decided and, to close. And, and Marion, the suite of services that creches offer, you know, which were restricted during the pandemic, have they returned to normal? Do they remain restricted? And is there a staffing crunch within the sector itself? Yeah, certainly. I mean, the staffing crunch has has 
in some instances still restricted the services that our that our creches are able to provide um, because we're, they're they're tied to ratios. Uh, and if the staff aren't available in a particular service, then the service needs to see how best they can um, offer the, the, you know, the services that are available to parents um, while managing the staff that they have. And if they don't have the staff, then they're either still operating um, shorter hours or, um, you know, there maybe there were some type of service, maybe closed baby rooms, um, because baby rooms, it takes a particularly high ratio of one to three. And, and even one to three is the legal ratio, but you would need, um, you know, extra staff for covering and breaks yeah. and stuff like that. that that's, that's yeah, a great point because, you know, there was a time when um, kids could go into creche when as young as nine months, but that's rarer mm. and rarer, isn't it? Well, absolutely, because, again, that is the room that, you know, any creche provider would identify is the most expensive room to operate. Um, so the, the fees were traditionally, you know, high um, for, well, across the board. But I suppose um, other rooms were subsidising that baby room. And as costs have increased to creches over the years, um, their kind of, providers are kind of going, well, we actually can't take the heat any longer in relation to um, in relation to the baby room. Um, and so baby rooms have, have closed. And I suppose part of what we're also looking at, you know, with, with the services that do close, um, while it's very often, um, you know, baby rooms, um, they might be closing as well because the room could be used for what was the you know what's known as the free preschool the ECCE room um because that is a more viable model i'm not saying it's an ideal model i'm not saying that there aren't services you know that, that struggle to run with it but it definitely is a more financially viable model um, so if you can have 11 children to one and the capitation you know for three hours of the day is paid by the state um, then it's more financially viable right. than you know the one to three ratio so we're going to look at that too and it's and the thing yeah. is it's crushes that the that parents returning to work want you know they need those services full-time services for babies and for um, the preschool children and upwards and um and, and i suppose that's the model where there hasn't been I, I, uh, absolutely, and when people hear terms like capitation grants and all of that, you know, there's an understandable reaction to go, cheapest. how is that relevant? But it's massively relevant to them when it comes to the service that they need for their kids. Now, Dara Whelan from Childhood Services Ireland, you, you mentioned the budget there coming up on the 27th of September. Presumably, uh, lots of people, including employers' bodies, are saying to the government, we have a big problem here. There are huge swathes of our economy that can't fill vacancies at the moment. On top of that, there's an increasing desire for sharing jobs. Obviously, remote working is a key part of that too. And without a functioning childcare service, it puts even more pressure on. So presumably for all those reasons, the government are looking at what they can do on the 27th of September. You're absolutely right. So because the childcare sector is run on an academic year starting in September, we're actually still waiting for the money from budget 2022 to kick in, and it's already uh, halfway through August in, in 2022. So by the time the budget comes around this year, we'll only start to be seeing the effect of last year's budget taking place. Now, we are going through a transformative process within the childcare sector, probably the largest reforms that the sector has ever faced. And, and it, this is through the installation of core funding. It's a new funding mechanism for the childcare sector. And essentially, we have three a three-tiered issue here. We have the parents that are being costed out of the market, we have the providers themselves, which are feeling the pinch from inflationary pressures, as coupled with that fee freeze in place that they've no ability to manoeuvre around those inflationary increases, and the staff themselves, who are also feeling the effects of inflation and um, are, are, are driving up the wages, and which is having that knock-on effect back on, on the providers. Now, core funding, which should be starting in September, is, is essentially supposed to address all of these three issues. However, 
the government have decided to put base core funding on, on the establishment of wage rates for the sector through an employment regulation order, which is set up by a joint Labour committee. Now, that joint Labour committee has concluded negotiations and Childhood Services Ireland and SIP2 sit on that committee and are waiting for the Labour Court to pot- potentially endorse the pay rates for the sector, which is a great win for the sector, great win for the staff, and great win for the providers. However, that is looking unlikely to be done by the 1st of September, Therefore, unfortunately, the government are unable to release core funding to the sector. So we're in a bit of a perfect storm at the moment. We're moving towards budget 2023. We're looking to the future, but we still haven't seen any positive impacts from last year's budgeting process because of um, delays in the employment regulations order coming to to fruition. Um, Marion, a quick question for you from a listener. It says, uh, Joe, my wife and I have been blessed with our first baby boy. He's seven weeks old. Well, congratulations, first of all. Uh, Do you think we should start looking for creche places now in our locality in Limerick? Oh, absolutely. Um, And and given that the baby has been born, um, yeah, yeah. they could they could be on a waiting list and could have um, could struggle to find a place. Um, now, but there's two there's two options. I mean, obviously, creche is one option, um, and childminder is another option. Um, so I think that they need to be open in terms of you know what where they're looking at placing their child. Um, but definitely, given the child is born, uh, they need to be looking very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Dara, one other point. Obviously, that mix of you know creches that provide after school services, for example, and trying to balance kids starting school or returning to school who still need creche services. It's all very difficult for parents, for schools, and for creches to manoeuvre, isn't it? You're absolutely right. So I think Marion had mentioned about the changing in work practices and working from home and job share arrangements. So they need to find flexible care out there for their children. Um, And that simply isn't the case at the moment. You've heard that baby rooms are the most likely ones to close, and that is exactly the type of room that parents need when they're returning to the workplace after maternity leave. But beyond that, we need to see more flexible care. We need to see longer hours. We need to see a changing work practice within the childcare sector, which better suits the working lives of parents. We have a quite rigid system at the moment. A lot of the time, if you are availing of the preschool program, you might need to subsidise that with further childminding and things like that because it doesn't necessarily wrap around the working lives of parents. So a significant change has to happen, not just on the price and the funding, but on the way we do things within the childcare sector. We need to react much quicker to the needs of working parents. Okay. Well, listen, thank you both for your expertise this morning. Really appreciate it. And a lot of pressure on families as a result of this and return to school and lots of other things happening too as routines come back to whatever the norm will be for the autumn and winter. Thank you to Dara Whelan of Childhood Services Ireland and Marion Quinn from the Irish Association of Childcare Professionals who's based locally. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.